I'm Sophia, and welcome to the Well and Worthy Podcast. This podcast is a journey where we will discuss all things mind, body, and soul, and learn how to take care of ourselves in a loving and genuine way. I'm so happy you're here as we dive into what wellness looks like on an individual level, and as we learn how to show up as our authentic and our highest selves. everybody welcome back to the show i hope everybody's having a good good little day it's very the closest that san antonio gets to fall is what's happening right now i live in san antonio texas and it is just like it's like warm but chilly it's very warm sun but still chilly outside which is nice so i'm trying to like cultivate the fall fall vibes you know i'm like manifesting it by like (laughs) drinking hot cocoa pretending it's not 80 degrees outside i'm like yes come on, bring in the cold. This is what we want right now, just because I'm an out-of-stater. So the heat is good, but I fully believe in the seasons. I'm a season believer. Um, Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking um, a little bit more briefly. It's going to be a semi-shorter episode, um, not, you know, just average, average length, I'd say, um, but it gives us a little um, sneak peek into you know, greater topics that we can expand on later, but it is a very important topic. We're going to be talking about rest and feeling tired all the time Um, and essentially relearning rest. So how to develop the steps that we need to relearn what it means to truly rest, to truly regenerate and answering the question to why we feel exhausted all of the time, because I got asked that question, um, on an email last week, like addressing the feelings of exhaustion. And this can hit on so many levels, right? So we're going to jump right into it by asking what really is rest? Because I feel like you think rest, you think sleep, right? You're like, oh, get some rest. Essentially to us, that means like getting more hours of sleep. Um, But rest is essentially like slowing down. And this can take so many different shapes and so many different forms um, that we're going to dive into. But what the world has made a rest out to be is almost criminal. We live in this capitalist world, right, that's just constantly shoving down our throats this uh, complete uh, idea that we have to be productive all the time and we have to be creating things all of the time. We have to be getting stuff done. And I don't know about you, but I have internalized this message a little too hard to the point where I have issues like stopping. Like even when I'm trying to relax, I'm almost trying to productively relax, if that makes any sense. Like I feel the need to be productively relaxing. Like, okay, well, is this level of relaxation um, productive enough? Is it fit at a time that will help me be productive later? And it doesn't technically count as relaxation and all this stuff going on in my brain, but it's like, where's that coming from, right? Stop and take a deep breath and look at the fact that, okay, maybe it's coming from living in a world that's constantly telling me that rest is a bad thing and that every single thing I do needs to be a means to an end in terms of creating something, of being productive overall. And, you know, I'd like to start us off with this little quote um, that I say all the time that my boyfriend and I like to say whenever we're feeling overwhelmed, but we like to talk about stop defining your life in terms of the word productivity. And um, my friend and I talk about that all the time too. Like you can't define your life in terms of the word productive because that is not all that you are. You are not put on this planet to just produce. You're also on this planet to absorb, to live, to enjoy. Like you are not simply a machine made to produce and that is not the extent of the value that you give the world. Um, 
But when we really look at rest overall, it's kind of interesting how we approach um, the ability to keep going, right? So like if you're feeling tired, sometimes you're like, oh, I'm feeling tired, but I really, really need to get this presentation done. Or I really, I promised my friends I would go, um, go out tonight, even though I'm exhausted or like, I really want to work out because that's been my goals, even though my body is like so tired. And as a nation, we have a drug problem on so many ends, of course. But, you know, I'm talking about caffeine because, girl, I love caffeine. I'm not here to be like, caffeine is a drug and it's killing us all. Like, I know that's very, very dramatic. Um, Caffeine, I am a lover of caffeine. I um, took my pre-workout religiously for years. Like, I was the Celsius fan, let me tell you, um, to the point where, like, I was fully inoperable when I did not have my caffeine. I could not function. Um, And caffeine truly is a drug in the sense that it is addictive. It is addictive. And we'd love to forget that because it is the most easily accessible drug um, to get wherever and however we need it and whenever, um, whatever time of day, like it's available to us, especially as college students, it's available to us. It's like, oh, you're tired? You need to study for an exam? Oh, good thing there's a coffee shop right inside of the library where you're studying. Um, so you can keep going. And, you know, does it take drugging ourselves truly to keep going? Do we live in such a nation that um, pushes keeping going past your limits so much so that this world is asking us to drug our bodies in order to keep going? Like, let that sink in for a second. You know what I mean? That's kind of fucked up. That is not kind of, that is really, really fucked up. So that in itself says a lot about what society thinks of rest. And um. I think that it is so important, one of the key things to health, reevaluating rest and taking it, reclaiming it for yourself and deciding that resting is not only not a bad thing, it is actively necessary. It is actively a good thing, one of the things that you should be prioritizing in your life. So I want to jump into the different forms rest can take. Um, how to know when you need them, and then how to get them as well. And this is based off of research um, and statements made by uh, a doctor named Sandra Sandra Dalton-Smith. The first type of rest is called physical rest, right? This is the one we all jump to when you think of rest. Um, How to know when you need physical rest. If you're experiencing body pain, physical illness all the time, or just like you're sick, fatigue all the time, maybe muscle spasms, Um, issues with just feeling your body feels lethargic. You don't want to walk around um, because you feel like your body just needs rest. Um, And how you're going to get that physical rest, it has two components, okay? Because the first we think of is passive rest, which is the first thing we think of when we all think of what it means to rest, meaning sleep, meaning sitting still, and napping. Um, and that is all very important. We need high quality sleep. We need lots of it. Um, but physical rest can also include active things like yoga, stretching, you know, getting a massage, making sure, um, everything that you're doing in your workday is not hurting your body. So like if you're sitting at a desk crouched all day long, physical rest might mean, okay, my back is constantly hurting. What can I do to fix this? Do I need to be setting timers to get up and stretch? Do I need to get a standing desk for my office? Like, do I need to be taking walks instead of sitting at the library for seven hours on end working on something? You know, what kind of um, shifts do I need to make in the way that I operate that give my body a break, a break from whatever it is I'm doing that that is putting a strain on it now? Um, Because a lot of pain 
for Americans is from our sedentary lifestyle. A lot of that pain comes from that. So it involves both physical rest, which is giving your body a break if you're constantly moving, whether you have a maybe a job or a lifestyle that is very uh, labor intensive, or making sure you get in that activity, get in that stretching and get in the er- like good ergonomics of your workstation, you know, to make sure that the way that your body is moving all day long is not toxic to your body. While I'm, while I'm talking about this, I'm like adjusting my shoulders, cracking my neck, like remembering to sit up straight um, because I'm sitting at a desk and I have such severe issues with my back, y'all. Who doesn't these days? But yeah, trying to actively take those steps. The second type of rest is mental rest. How to know when you need mental rest is if you're struggling with scatterbrain issues, um, insomnia, anxiety, struggling with concentration and recall, maybe a lot of forgetfulness, Um, and what to do when you need mental rest to regain it. A lot of stuff. I know I sound like a broken record. I know. And I know you're like, good Lord, can people stop telling me to meditate? Try it. Just try it. And then you're going to get the hype. Um, Because meditating frequently is proven to reduce your cortisol levels, which means take down your stress and your stress hormones. Um, And meditation has so many free resources online, on YouTube, on Spotify, whatever, um, that are guided meditations. I love, there's like this channel on YouTube called Great Meditation. I use them. They're amazing. They have like five to ten minute ones for the mornings. Um, Just being the passive observer. You know what I mean? Letting your brain breathe. This is how you get mental rest. Meditation can also be walks. It can be being still. Um, Also journaling or therapy can be a good place to dump your thoughts um, when you're feeling scatterbrained, when your brain just needs a break. That is mental rest. The third type is social rest. So you're going to know you need social rest if you're feeling drained by outings. Uh, Socializing makes you feel like your battery is drained. So feeling like you're running off that 20%, like you're having to pull from your core to talk to strangers, um, especially strangers. Um, The advice of the doctor uh, that I cited earlier says that one of the ways of evaluating your social rest is to think about all of your relationships. So, you know, are you always the one who's pouring out into others' lives or Do you spend time with any people who don't need anything from you? Like, are you only with people who need stuff from you? Be with people who you can just enjoy their company. You know those friends that you don't need a social battery for? Those are the friends you need in this moment, if not just to be alone, you know? So um, even though you love people, they can also be people who might need things from you. If this is, if you're a mom, that might be your kids. If you're, you know, uh a college student that could be your roommate like you might just need um like if you share a room you know they might be the type of person where you have more of a business type relationship with like oh do you need this do you need this maybe it's good to take a break go hang out with some people who you don't have any form of a you know social contract with um where they're not going to need anything from you you just get to exist for a little bit let them pour back into you and let yourself kind of receive Cut back also, this is my advice, on people-pleasing. Cut back on people-pleasing. If you're feeling like you need social rest, give yourself a minute to stop pouring from your cup for just a second um, and trying to please everyone else. It will regain your energy back to center and call it back to you. The fourth type is spiritual rest. Um, And spiritual rest is arguably one of the more important and also easily forgotten things, especially when you're living such a busy life. Um, 
if you're a student or you're in the workforce or anything like that, spiritual rest is easily neglected and we need to not neglect it. You know you need spiritual rest when you're feeling burnt out or you're lacking purpose or, you know, you're suffering from, and I'm not talking about like, like diagnosed depression disorder with um, chemicals that are out of balance in your brain. I'm talking about like feelings of depression or depressive waves um, that you didn't always have, you know, they're new and you're trying to cope, cope with them. You're lacking purpose. Um, And spiritual rest needs will vary based on what your own belief system is and how you connect to your greater purpose and to the divine. But at the very core, that is a need that we all have, you know, to feel like we belong, to feel like what we're doing is giving in to the bigger and giving in to the greater good. Um, And you need to feel like everything that you're doing is not just selfish. You're doing something to give to others, to pour something back into the world to make it better. Um, if you're suffering from, you know, like a deficit in spiritual rest, so to speak, um, you might be someone who is working a job for the money and the money might be not enough to fulfill your need for a purpose. So look for other ways to give back that purpose. You can do volunteer work, um, stuff like that. And if you're feeling like what you do doesn't really matter or you're not benefiting anyone like that, um, it's important to pour back into your spiritual rest by pouring back out. So go outside of yourself to fix it. Go outside of yourself, give, do volunteer work, work with your family, join clubs where you're doing things that are making the world better, do activist work, Um, maybe change your job if your job is um, not, you know, taking up too much of your time and still making you feel empty. Um, But just ask yourself what really matters connect with God or the divine or the universe, however you perceive God, however you connect with God um, in a way that helps you to find purpose and in a way that helps you feel like you're an extension of the greater good, an extension of God. You want to be a, um, as the Bible says, and this is, you don't have to be Christian to identify with this. I just really like the quote, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. So make me an extension of you make me an, a hand that does works with love and makes the world better and you will feel this if you're not pouring back out like sometimes you're like what's missing in my life like half the time it is like pouring back out and taking care of your spiritual rest number five and the fifth type of rest is called sensory rest you might need sensory rest if you're getting constant headaches or migraines, if your eyes hurt a lot, or you're also if you're feeling like overwhelmed or irritable. Um, I know a lot of people who have misophonia. <laughs> My mom has misophonia. I I definitely have misophonia, which is just like when you hear little noises, like um, I don't want to demonstrate it on the microphone because it pisses me off, <laughs> but like like little tapping noises or like someone chewing with their mouth open, ah, or like people talking really, really loud in a public place. Like noises that might bother you that can trigger, you know, your need for sensory rest. Um, Or if you're like a comp sci major, I I know some people who get like terrible migraines because they have to be on their computer all the time because they they, they do computer science, which is really, really tricky. Um, But the sensory input might be, you know, sounds of phones ringing, bright lights of computers, maybe like the sound of kids playing if you're a mom, like, or a dad playing while you're at home or in the office notifications on your phone and your email that thing never shuts up or even just like like lots of I don't know lots of flashy things like imagine working in a casino like that would not be um that definitely would call for some sensory rest um 
And all of this over time, according to um, that MD, can cause you to develop sensory overload syndrome. And, you know, people respond to sensory overload with irritation, agitation, unexplained anger or rage. And so people may find, you know, people with a sensory rest deficit may find that you're okay at the beginning of the day, you're having a good day, but at the end of the day, you're just like in a really pissy mood. Maybe that has to do with being overexposed to sensory stimuli. Um, and to fix it, you know, have intentional moments of uh, sensory deprivation, you know. So do things like screen time settings, shut off your phone, not always plugging your brain with noise. I know in college, like, we have the constant urge to listen to music when we walk everywhere, um, like, while you're walking to class and stuff. And that can be super fun. I do it all the time. But, like, if you're feeling overwhelmed with sensory stimuli, definitely just take out your headphones. Listen to the birds. Listen to the quiet. That will calm um, that itch down. Same with like if there's too many bright lights, lay in the dark room, literally with nothing else going on, no noises, nothing, just lay in a dark room. That can be very helpful. Number six is emotional rest. Um, and you will know you need emotional rest when you're feeling inauthentic, when you're feeling bottled up, if you lack like a sense of belonging or you feel unseen or unheard. And Emotional rest specifically refers to like the rest you experience when you feel like you can be just like let your guard down, when you feel authentic and real and that you can share your feelings. And a lot of people like carry um, a lot of emotional labor privately. Like you don't want to share with people exactly what it is you're feeling all the time. You might be carrying emotional labor just because you don't want to share with people how bad things are. You don't want to scare your boyfriend by telling him like exactly how you're feeling you don't want to disappoint your parents, stuff like that. Um, but it's important that you communicate these feelings because it can get really, really heavy. And being too heavy to hold, you know, that is tiring. You need emotional rest. You need to be able to let all of that down and let all of that go. And I know also right now there's like this whole like uh, unbothered, unfeeling trend that's like going around. It can be really fucking exhausting, like pretending like nothing bothers you. Um, share your feelings, open your book a little bit, because this may involve, you know, I don't know, it's, it's scary for sure. So it definitely may involve seeing a mental health professional or a therapist to help you work through why you're feeling like you have to carry all this on your own. But at the end of the day, like get that help so that you're able to put some of that down because that is exhausting. And that's how you can fix the need for emotional rest. And the final type of rest is, um, called creative rest. So, you, you know, we are creative being, beings by nature and you can tell that you're lacking this um, creativity in your life and that you need creative rest when you feel like a zombie, basically. When you feel like you're lacking inspiration or you have a hard time being innovative or brainstorming and you feel like you're just doing the same thing every single day. And you can really fix this with um, allowing yourself to appreciate beauty in every form. Tap into beauty, tap into gratitude, whether that's like outside in nature or, um, you know, around you just in general, and then find what method of creation you love. Tap into your inner child because I find that I need the most creative rest when I'm forcing myself to be an adult, whatever the fuck that means anyway. Because um, <laughs> like I, I know so many people that are like, oh, it's so sad. Like we have to grow out of our childhoods we have to become adults and like take everything seriously. But at the end of the day, no, we don't. 
<laughs> like, no, we don't. We can take stuff seriously. You can handle responsibilities that you need to be handled. But that doesn't mean you need to shut off your inner child and cut her out, cut him out. You know, it's like the point of getting older is that you appreciate your inner child more and you will be happier if you let them run free. Like, let yourself go out into the mountains and splash around in water and dance in grass and just like do all that crazy stuff when you were five. You totally would have done. You play pretend when you're five and you finger paint and you don't care how bad it is. You don't care if your, you know, tummy's hanging out of your bathing suit. Like you're just existing. And like let yourself tap into this. Let yourself be this. Nothing Nothing is stopping you from that. And that, in my opinion, allows for such true freedom and such true happiness. It's a type of rest um, that we are not told we need because we live in a society that, again, right, they tell us rest is bad. And that takes the form of all of these. They're like, you don't need to be creative. You don't need to be um, happy. You just need to hold it together. You just basically need to hold it together and keep going. And that is not what life is about. So that's that is a very important um, part of rest. And, you know, tap into the ways that you get creative. So dance, um, paint, make music, sync it with your menstrual cycle. Wink, wink, go look at the um, cycle syncing episode if you want to learn more about this. Um, But syncing it with your cycle is definitely fun. Like in your follicular phase, you're feeling more creative. So like that always makes you really tap into that. Um, And, you know, most of us don't see ourselves as creatives. So, we don't really think about how to do that um, because we we just like view um, what we do, our job as part of our identity instead of viewing like all the things we can create as being part of our identity. And there's a quote, I think it is Picasso. It's a famous artist. I could be wrong that it's Picasso. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. But um, he says, uh, everyone is born an artist. The challenge is to remain an artist once you grow up. And I just like really like that quote, like the challenge is to remain an artist once you get older. Every child is an art- is a natural artist. Um, so it's not about being good. It's about allowing yourself to tap into that. So those are all the different types of rest to recap. Physical rest, mental rest, social rest, spiritual rest, sensory rest, um, emotional rest, and creative rest. And on top of all of that, right, like if we're just talking about rest in terms of sleep, I just want to let you all know that I have a seven-hour rule that I completely, completely recommend with all my health issues going on. I was like, fuck this. No more. I am so tired. I'm battling chronic fatigue. Absolutely not. My new rule, at least since I can, since I'm a student, I know this is difficult. I know this is like one of the most difficult things you can do. So I understand. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you like, do it. It's so easy. Like it's not, but make a seven-hour rule. If it costs you seven hours of sleep, then you're not doing it. I don't care what it is. I don't care. I do not care what it is. Like, and if for some crazy reason you have to break it, if they announce that, you know, um, the former president or President Biden or whatever is coming to your house in an hour and you can only sleep for two hours, like, fine with me. But as long as you schedule a long ass nap after that, like, you have to make the time to sleep. Um, the goal is at night. My seven-hour rule is, you know, if if I if going out means that I'm gonna get five hours of sleep before my uh, classes tomorrow, like that I'm just not going out. Sorry, sorry, you know. Or if I go out and then it's like, okay, I'll be in bed at this time, blah 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 blah. But then something happens, like uh, I don't know, I have to deal with like my car dying or something. 
something happens that means I'll get less than seven hours of sleep if I go to class, then I'm not going to class, you know, like I'll make sure I'm on top of the material, but nothing I do, nothing I do right now is worth my sleep. I'm sorry. And I think that that is, it has helped me so much. I am happier. I am living life more fully. I have um, energy that is no longer artificial and from a can of Celsius. (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm not operating off of low power mode anymore, which really, you know, what is life if not to be lived fully? What is life if not to be given all of your beautiful energy and giving yourself the time to recharge? Because you cannot experience life fully if you are not operating at full power mode at 100%. Um, and by using all these uh, forms of rest and taking care of yourself in these ways, you are really learning how to prioritize your health, not only your health, but to prioritize you and your happiness and your your overall sense of well-being and living. And um, with caffeine, like at the end of the day, this is just a little tidbit of information. If you are addicted to caffeine, it puts your um, glands in adrenal fatigue essentially over time. So you end up having uh, basically a constant state of fatigue when not given the stimuli. And even the stimuli is a false sense of energy. Um, so, you know, adrenal fatigue can result in so many issues with your hormones, with weight gain, with fatigue, all that stuff. So this is your sign to just just try to prioritize what real rest is and watch the wonders it can do for you. And I'm so grateful for every single one of you for listening today. Um, This podcast episode (laughs) was, okay, it was short. It wasn't that long. (laughs) It was kind of in the in-between. I am going to go hop off and teach a Taylor Swift themed spin class. Yeah, to celebrate the new um, album. So exciting. Um, But yeah, I'm going to hop off of here and then I am going to nap before I do anything on my Friday night. Um, So I'm sending you guys all of my love. Thank you always for being here. I appreciate each and every single one of you. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Spotify, send to a friend, um, connect with me via TikTok um, or via email, um, and make sure to follow the podcast to stay notified when the new episodes are coming out. Again, I appreciate all of you. Have an amazing weekend and I will see you soon. Thank you.